Welcome to episode five of the Watson Sound podcast. I'm your host, Alex Ward, music producer and owner of Watson Sound Music Production Studio in St. Louis, Missouri. In this podcast, I go in-depth with artists from far and wide to learn about their stories. Today, I'm joined by Max Rayforder, lead guitarist of Germany-based alternative rock group G. Failer. Max is an old friend of mine from when I studied abroad in Germany. His group joined in 2013, toured around their hometown of Lunen for a few years, recently released their second EP, Clinch, and are currently on hiatus. Max and I will be talking about how he began playing music, the songwriting process in his band, specifically the process behind their song, Nacht Schwärmer, how he deals with negative criticism, and much more. Please enjoy this episode with Max Rayforder of G. Failure. Can you tell me a little bit about your background as an artist? Let me figure out where to start there. I guess my background as an artist, it, it started when I first found an old guitar. It actually belonged to my uncle before. And I found the old guitar in my grandma's basement. And then I just asked her if I could just fool around with it a, bit, a little bit. How old were you then? Uh, I think I was six or seven years old, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then I just took the guitar home to my parents' house and then just started just fooling around with it. And that was an acoustic guitar at this moment. So I just told my parents that I was more interested in learning how to play the electric guitar. And then my parents said, yeah, if, if you take lessons, or if you learn to play the acoustic first, if, if you see you making progress on the acoustic guitar, we, we, can, we can talk about getting an electric guitar. And then me switching from electric guitar, uh, from acoustic guitar to electric guitar. And that's what just, yeah, that's what kind of started everything. So I just took lessons for like, a year on the acoustic guitar and then I finally got to move on to electric guitar. And yeah, since then I'm just playing in different bands, the actual band right now, and just other projects as a guest musician and everything with other bands. So yeah, that's kind of my background. So your main band is G Failure, would you say? Yeah, exactly. That's my that's my main band at the moment. And you play lead guitar, right? Lead guitar and background vocals. That's ah, what okay. I do. There. So what was your first gig or performance like? I think my first actual gig was, um, I don't know, I think 8th or 7th grade or something. And it was from this, the, the band of our school. So um, at our school we had the music class and we also had a band there. And I was the guitarist for this band. And then we had to play at a local event in our school there. And we just um, had the school gym and there was a stage put up and that was our first gig. I think I actually remember the song we did, we did because I think it was um, The Englishman in New York by Sting. That was actually the first song we played as a school band, I guess. Wow, that's really cool. How'd it go? It went pretty good, but of course, if, if it's the first gig and then you got like 200 people watching and, and you don't know a single one of these and you, d you know that they are not really there to see you, but they are more like there for the event. I think it was a graduation party. And we had to play there, and of course they were not there for us, but for their kids, the age of, I think, 13 or 14 years. You always get you, you get very nervous, and especially at that time, um, I was a lot more insecure back then. So, yeah, it was pretty exciting. A great way to start. I think, yeah, exactly, it's a good way to start, and I think it went pretty good for the first gig experience ever. 
what struggles have you had along the way of becoming the artist that you are today? I think a, a big uh, struggle for any artist might be insecurity, of course. Um, of course. Maybe not always having, having faith in your own abilities. Or maybe also sometimes other people that, that criticize you and that maybe... I mean, I think every artist or every musician should be able to get along with uh, constructive criticism. But a lot of the critics you get aren't very constructive, so you don't have to get um, sad or distracted from pursuing what you want to do just because someone tells you that he doesn't like it, because I think there are always people that don't like what you do, and that's a point that could sometimes really give you insecurity in what you're doing, but I guess if you just look at it this way, that they're going to talk either way, so yeah. Can you think of a specific example? Yeah, after I think after our third or fourth gig or something with with the actual band now, someone just came up and yeah, just just came up to us and was going like, yeah, you, you guys suck and I don't like your music at all. And at this, uh, of course, in in the in the in the actual moment this happens, it always just it hits you pretty big because you um, you are doing your best up there, and I mean if people like your music, then it's always just like. It's just a little bit of a confirmation that you're doing something good, and if someone comes up, comes up then and just like, yeah, you suck and everything, it's not the nicest thing you could say, but that's one of these things that you have to accept it, and then you have to go on, so you don't have to waste much uh, thought on this. Yeah, just just keep a short memory, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? The greatest accomplishment, I think, in the in the band that I'm right in right now was when we released our second EP uh, in during last winter. And um, we had plans to make like an EP release party. We just uh, rented a location in our hometown. It was it's it's pretty big for a local band. I think it fits like 200 people or something. And we did everything by ourselves. We rented the location and then we just organized everything. We um, did all the promotion. We made banners and everything. And, wow, that's um, incredible. We we just we printed the tickets on our own and everything and. We had posters and scattered them around town everywhere. We were just hoping that there would be some people that were interested. As I said, the location fits around 200 people. And then it's just sold out to the max, I guess. Um, what? And we actually managed to sell out this this venue. Wow, that's amazing. So we actually managed to get, like, I think it was something between 180 and 200 people there just on this evening just to see us because we released our, our second EP. And that was actually pretty great moment yeah how long was your promotion period i think it was around the idea started when we started to record the ep i think it started even beforehand so i think the idea started seven to eight months prior to actually playing this event um and then when we finished the ep and i think we finished our last bit of recording in uh, september and then all the mastering and the CD production, everything just took some time then till mid of November. The actual promotion for this gig, I think it was like six to eight weeks of just promoting everything. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a pretty cool moment. I bet. I bet that was an incredible feeling. Yeah, it was. It was. It was awesome. I mean, we had all the people there that just came to see us, and then afterwards we could we could we could talk to them. We had a support band that that played before us everything that we organized. Yeah, it was overall just a great evening. Were there a lot of people that came just because they heard your music online, or was it a lot of friends, family? I think it was a mixture. I think there were some people that came because they, they heard our music in our hometown. 
there is a pretty solid fan base, I, I guess you can call it, you can call it. And so yeah, a lot of these people came to. They just heard our music or just saw us at one of our previous live shows, and then they decided to yeah. So why not? Is that in Lunen or a different city? Exactly, it was in Lunen. It's was a, a, a location called Das Greif. It's an, it's an amazing location, and they do all the live music stuff and everything. So that's so cool. You recorded your EP in Lunen? No, um, we recorded it in Oberhausen. It's a city nearby. I think it's like an hour drive from Lunen or something. A friend of ours had um, his practice room or his recording studio there. And then so we went there and just recorded it. Very cool. So what's your songwriting process like? Pretty much the songwriting process in our band is that our drummer, he, he's got an idea for a song and then he writes the lyrics. Maybe he even has a drum pattern right, right at the end. And then, yeah, we just get together. I get, I get my guitar, he's, he presents me his ideas, or I present my ideas. And then we just kind of write the song just as it happens. So I'm, I personally write the, the music stuff, the, the guitars. So your drummer is the main songwriter in the group? Yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, our, our, our vocalist, our singer, he, he writes some songs too. Yeah, but... I think the main writing part is done by our drummer. Very cool. Who is your biggest influence? That's that's actually a pretty hard question because I think there are many, many, many influences. Um, of course. I think um, guitar playing wise, I think my my biggest idol is Slash from Guns N' Roses because um, I just admire his style of playing so much, and to me, he's one of the greatest guitarists ever do you like his solo stuff yeah i think yeah uh, i think actually his guitar playing and miles kennedy's voice from yeah. Bridge, i think it goes together extremely extremely well so yeah i actually like do like his solo stuff but of course um the old guns and roses stuff is always the it's always the benchmark for slash and i think um band wise the biggest influence I think one of the bands that influenced me the much is um, would be Rise Against. Good band to be influenced by. Yeah, I think that's band-wise, that's one of my biggest influences. Did you listen to their new album? Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually, actually bought it the day the, the day it came out, and I think there really is no bad song on this on this uh, on this uh, record. Yeah, I agree. It's it's typical Rise Against in a way, but on the other hand, it's. Not that typical, but I don't know how to describe it, actually. <laughs> I'd say it's a lot grittier. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's way more political. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially, Especially since of the um, circumstances in America right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, but I, I really I really like the new record. It's, it's great. Now, what motivates you? I think what's motivating me the most is that, um, that, that feeling that you get when you, when you are on stage. I mean, it's just... You 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 up on stage there, and um, at least if it's if it's a real show where the people that come there are coming there to see live bands, so they are there to see you, and you can give something back to them by playing good music or doing whatever on stage. So I think that's a pretty good motivation to be able to give something to the people that come there, and also of course. Music is always, um, especially live music, is always a good way to, to express yourself. Whether there are some things that you want to say, if it's maybe a political statement or whatever kind of a statement. or I mean, there's also a lot of things you can express through your songs. And I think that th this expression is, is one of the main 
things that drives me as a musician or drives a musician in general maybe and being able just to just to tell how you feel in a different way than just than, than just speaking it out or saying it but conveying it through a song I think that's a little bit more um, I, th I think it reaches more people this way Now what excites you? It excites me to see uh, to see the progress I mean if you uh, if you're in the studio and um you see the song developing just from an idea, yeah, from just an idea you had in your head, how this song could sound to an actual record. I, I like the, the progress pretty much. That, and then you change, then you change just little bits in the progress of recording this song, and what comes out in the end could be completely different than what it was before. So that's always pretty exciting to see how it develops and just how it comes from the um, from the idea to the to the actual record and. And then also how the, how the people react to it. I mean, you put a lot of work in this. If you're recording or if you're writing your songs, that um, you don't go out there very much and play live. So you more likely lock yourself up in your practice room and then not come out until something new is, is there. So yeah, that's pretty exciting to see how, how the people are going to react um, to, the, to the new stuff you made. Yeah, such a great feeling. It actually really is. <laughs> G Failure has a new song and music video out, right? Yeah, exactly. We just um, we brought it out in a day prior to our EP release party, actually, just as part of the promotion, also. Yeah. So the song is called Nacht Schwärmer. Yeah, richtig. Right. You say it because I completely butchered that. <laughs> it's 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 called it's called Nacht Schwärmer. So there we go. <laughs> it's 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 a pretty hard word actually, and also with the with the umlaut in it, it's pretty it's it's a pretty German word, I guess. <laughs> yeah, very German. <laughs> So what was the process of writing that song, and what is its meaning? The process of writing this song, I think that's also one of these songs that the, the lyrics for it were written by our drummer. And if you, if you listen to this song, you're going to notice that it's, um, it's got a lot of angriness in it, I guess. But that's, that's something that you're going to hear, and it's, it's, it's got also a pretty big build-up, and then kind of a breakdown, guitar solo, everything in it. It's, it's got a pretty dark setting in some ways but then also during the during the chorus it's uh, it's um it clears up pretty much and then there's just one like one big breakdown part where it just starts to feel a little bit darker again and the whole music video it's shot in black and white that's just also to convey the the meaning of the song that even if there are dark times sometimes in life that there is also still always a light at the end of the tunnel. So that's kind of one of the one of the messages. And what was the process of filming your music video? So that's kind of a funny part in our band because when we try to film a music video, we don't go in there with an exact script to follow. We we got a lot of ideas and then we might might do something like brainstorming beforehand or something. And then we got all these ideas there and then we just mostly we, sh we start shooting the scenes in the practice room first because that's kind of a controlled environment there and I think we always know what we have to do in the practice room so we'll just do the, the band shots actually yeah after that we just decide how we feel and then we just go out to film the other sequences and everything so yeah that's kind of a different process every time so it's, it's, it's a lot of improvisation you have someone in the band filming I know we got um, we got a, a friend of ours uh, he's called Felix Schmale and yeah I think you can also check maybe his side out he's called uh, Felix Schmale Media I think we can put a link in the description for this. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so he does all the photo and video stuff for us. He's a pretty cool dude, so... How do you prepare for a show as a band? 
Uh, I think right before the show, we all have separate rituals to prepare, and I think I like it. I, I like it most to just before it starts, like the five minutes before we go up on stage. Uh, I'm just going to try to find a spot that is like as quiet as it can get, and just trying to focus a little bit on the on what on whatever's going on. So, yeah, that's that's my personal routine. Um, but I know that there are some other people who just like to go into the audience and talk to some people there. Um, Or that other ones like to get a drink or something before we go up on stage, and so yeah, I think everyone has its own special rituals to proceed. Uh, but mine is just to to focus a bit in a in a quiet area and then just go out there and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, of course. Now, what was the best performance you've had? I think the best performance actually was the EP release party because it was all just, it just felt right. It was the right setting, the right people, the sound was great actually. And um, yeah, everything just went together so well and the people had fun, we had fun. So yeah, I think that was the best show we did. Now, what was the most disappointing performance you've had? The most disappointing performance? Uh, there, there, there actually were a few disappointing moments, but <laughs> yeah. um, let me try to, to recap the, uh, the most disappointing one. So there was this one show in Dortmund, it's a city near Lünen, and we were supposed to play there in kind of a battle of the bands, it was called. We had three bands there, and we had three songs to play. So every, every band could play three songs, and then in the end, the winner gets a, a kind of a little, little festival slot for a local festival there in Dortmund. Oh, cool. But you get to play there if you win there. We bought all the amps and everything, then we came there, and the stage was literally like maybe two and a half or four meters or something, uh. if it was that much. So um, it actually was, it was such a small stage. And Could your band fit on it? Oh yeah, barely, barely. So the, the, drum, the drum set just took like, I think at least half of the stage. And then, so we were told to bring everything. And so we, we really actually brought everything. And then they already had amps there, but uh, just really shitty stuff. It wasn't good at all. It, it sounded really bad, everything. And then we asked them if we could put up our own amps, and they just said no. So oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's that's for that. So um, yeah, we were forced to play on this uh, not really good equipment, to say the least. And extremely small stage. Exactly, extremely small stage. We actually had to pay for our own drinks. So if we wanted to drink a water, <laughs> because it was, it was during summer, it was I think it was like I don't know maybe like 90, 95 degrees outside, and It was a really small, small bar, and then it got pretty hot in there, and with the lights and everything. So then we got to, to play our three songs. Then after that, it took forever, because there was one band that won this evening, and uh, they took forever to, to just get ready to do their sound check and everything. And then in the end, when they uh, announced who won, it was this last band that played. And um, after that, we found out that they actually knew the owner of the bar. <laughs> so... It was all pretty much. It was a scam. So um, it was all a scam. That that was actually pretty. That was pretty disappointing because we invited all our people to come there, and yeah, in the end, it was just a big hoax. It was nothing. So yeah, that that was, I think, one of the most disappointing. Uh, one of the most disappointing shows played. I guess you might have learned to, you know, do more research. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think this was also in the. I think this was in the in the far beginnings. I think there was this was like maybe our fifth show if if it was the fifth so you're pretty much taking anything you could get right yeah right 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 i see remind me again how long have you been together as a band we've been together since um 
2013. So I, I, we we all met we all met in 2012 uh, in school, and at this time our second guitarist was still at his. Um, he, he he also spent one year in in the US. Um, so at this time he was still there, and then when he got back in summer of 2013, oh, 2000, no, 2012, he got back in summer 2000, 2012, and that's when we just uh, started to, to write our own songs and to just pretty much do our own thing. What do you do in your free time besides music? Free time, yeah. I like going to the gym, pretty much. And yeah, apart from that, meeting friends, riding a, mot riding a motorcycle and everything, so... A motorcycle. Oh yeah, I just I just got my license like uh, one and a half years ago. Oh wow, that's awesome, man. That was one of my my bigger dreams, and then I just finally started to pursue it and get a motorcycle license and a motorcycle. So, what kind do you have? Uh, right now, I'm riding a Yamaha R6. So it's like a, one of these. Uh, I think yeah, I think in the US you call them crotch rockets. That, that's yeah. what that, that's what <laughs> yeah. I heard when I when I when I spent the four weeks last summer there. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's a sports bike slash crotch rocket. <laughs> yeah, those are nice. They look great. Oh yeah, they do. They are fast and everything. So that's that's pretty. That's pretty good. How do you promote yourself? Most of the promotion you can do is really like um, just by telling people you. So just like go up to people and yeah, we're gonna play there and there and tickets are gonna be five bucks or something. You're coming there and and everything. Um, and another big part of the promotion is of course nowadays social media like Instagram and Facebook and everything. So that's that's another big part of promotion that we do. And then sometimes we just when there's a show coming up or something, a local show that we want people to come there, we're also gonna reach out to the newspapers and online magazines or something, just to write a just 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 to write a short notice in there that we are playing then and there. And maybe sometimes it even gets a bigger article. So yeah, that's pretty much promotion. Newspapers, mouth to mouth and social media. But I think social media is, is in general the biggest part of promotion. What's your favorite platform? For for just for the promotion it's it's actually Facebook because I mean theoretically I think I like Instagram more, but there are I think there are way more people to reach on Facebook. I mean you're you're not just limited to pictures and everything with Facebook, so you can set up the events and do posts and everything. Do little surveys surveys maybe or something. So yeah, I think I think Facebook is is the way to to go for promotion for at least for local bands. And because we all have to do it by ourselves, I mean, no one takes care of our promotion if we don't do it ourselves. So, and we also have a, have a website uh, that our second guitarist made for us: www.gfeder.de. Great. There will be a link to that in the show notes. Now, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I think the best piece of advice I've ever been given is just to um, not think too much about what other people think. I mean, of course, uh, as I said before, I like it if if they I like it if people like our music or if they are happy when they are at our shows or something. And of course, it's it's not the not the best feeling when you see that they they don't like what you do. But that's just for for the second. And um, I think that you don't have to waste any thoughts at really what other people think of you. I personally took a long time to to realize that actually. Yeah, I think I think not caring not not caring that much about what other people think of you and what you are doing is, is, is a pretty important part of being 
happy in some points. Definitely. And you know what you're doing is great. Exactly. And I, I, if, I, if I think I'm doing the right thing, uh, I guess I am doing the right thing. And of course, I'm always open to, to criticism or everything. Just because being open to, to criticism doesn't mean that I'm going to be unhappy if someone gives a bad critique or something. Exactly. Max, I'm super excited for you. Yeah, thank, thanks for having me on this podcast, Alex. It was actually a very cool experience to talk to you again about all this. Well, it was great talking to you. Yeah, great talking to you too. Thank you very much. Talk to you the next time. Yeah, bye. This episode was another great one. It was really fun having a guest from a completely other continent. You can follow Max and G. Failer on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and their website, which are linked in the show notes. Nox Schwammer and their EP, Clinch, are available for streaming on Apple Music and Spotify. The links to these, as well as to the music video for Nox Schwammer, are also linked in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, post a screenshot on Instagram of wherever you're listening, tag me at Watson Sound Studio, and tell me what you thought about the episode in the caption. I'll give you a shout-out in an upcoming episode. You can also follow me on Facebook at Watson Sound Studio and Twitter at Watson underscore sound. If you are a recording artist and would like to work with me for your next project, you can view my services and send me a message at watsonsoundstudio.com. Please stay up to date with the podcast by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. As always, thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in to next week's episode with Josh Keen of Coalition. Hey!